in this very funny episode, Dana Gould in studio, always bringing it and very interesting and fetching. Louise Linton, actress, is in here as well. We do the news with Chris and we'll do all that right after this. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy Christmas classics like Scrooge with Bill Murray or Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Plus, dive into festive channels like holiday movie favorites by Lifetime or Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. Adam's guest today, Dana Gould and actress Louise Linton. Plus a round of Huel's Jewels and we'll do the news and trending topics with Chris Loxamana. And now, on the ninth day of Christmas, he saw nine ladies dancing. And that was at the Spearmint Rhino. Adam Carolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. The choice to get the mandate. You get it on. Thanks for tuning in on our last, well, we got the Ace Awards uh, tomorrow special edition Friday show. You can enjoy that. Dana Gould is in studio. Dana's got dates. And you should go to danagould.com for uh where he's going to be all over the country coming up at the uh, Comedy Vault. That'll be uh, tonight as you hear this through Saturday at uh, Batavia. Batavia, Illinois. Batavia, Illinois. I do not think I've ever been to the Comedy Vault. It's a stone's out of Chicago. Well, good on you, Dana Gould. Always good to uh, see you. Uh, Things to uh, get into. We wanted to... uh, Well, I was talking yesterday about uh, Tony Orlando. Sure. And... um, it, it, pardon the pun, dawned on me. That, well, I won't, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it dawned on me that his two biggest hits were a call to action. We got tie yellow ribbon around the old oak tree, and then we got uh, knock three times. All stuff you, as the listener, had to do. Yeah, you have to do. And tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree was very tied into the end of the Vietnam War. Yes. It was like 74, 73, 74. Well, it was one of the few the, feel-good <laughs> Vietnam songs. <laughs> but there's controversy because I thought he was returning from Vietnam too. But some say he was getting out of prison. So we have Even to Even better. We have to listen. <laughs> And maybe it was uh, a military prison. I don't know. Oh, no, you're right. I'm coming home. I've done my time. Yeah, you could. Yes, you could say I did it. I've done my tour. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever, but time. No, I think you're right. I'm coming home. I've done my time. It is. I'm going to solve this today. And the other one, the other one that people get screwed up on is... Kenny Rogers. Ruby. When he's talking about that old Asianic war, they think they're talking about Vietnam, but he's talking about Korea. And a great, a a much better song than uh, Tie a Yellow Ribbon on the Old Tree. Well, I don't know. Everyone now. But what what happened is when people came home from Vietnam, Mm. their family would tie a ribbon, a yellow ribbon around the tree in the front yard Mm -hmm. from this song. But I've done my time to me as prison. 
And yeah. I, I'm not sure if we should be celebrating his release. He's on a bus, which means he doesn't have his own ride, no. but that could still be military. And Cardboard the old suitcase. oak tree. I would argue that's a confusing call to action because all oak trees are old. I've <laughs> never seen a teenage, and no one ever said, do you spot that new oak tree? Yeah. You can't tell it's an oak tree until it's 100 years old. What do old. you call a young tree? Is it like a pup? Sapling. <laughs> That's, uh, very good. Yes, there are no new, there's not even really middle-aged oak trees. I no. live in a place that has oak trees. They're all 1,000 years old. Yeah, yeah, they're all. They're, they're, so yeah. first off, what old oak tree? They're all old. Where are they? You got to get more specific. Well, than now that. that I know he was in prison, my my assumption is he is singing the song to the body of the woman that he killed and buried under the old oak tree. Oh, you're <laughs> right, Adam. I you've known me long enough to know this. I don't need to tell you this. I love a murder ballad. Yes, yes. There's, I do too. I, I love, I love the night the lights went out in Georgia. Sure. I uh, love, I love when Billy Bob Thornton jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge. Yeah. I mean, he killed himself. But I like. Have you ever it, heard Psycho, the song, the country song Psycho? No. You think I'm Psycho, don't you, Mama? Whoa! Oh yeah, never I heard that. Oh one. yeah. Oh. uh Here's here's one of the this is like the I think the middle verse we can dig it up. Oh, don't hand me Johnny's pup, Mama. Whoa. I might squeeze him too tight. Jesus, been Christ. having crazy dreams again, Mama. Let me tell you about last night. I woke up in Johnny's room, Mama, standing right there by his bed. With my hands around his throat, Mama, Mama. wishing both of us were, we're dead. dead. Yeah. Wow. You who sang that psycho, song? Don't you? I don't know who sang it originally. Elvis Costello covered it at one point. <laughs> Why in Halloween are we only listening to Monster Mash? By the oh, way, that's right. and the last line of the song, Mama, why don't you get up? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I yeah, love a murder ballad. That one. Sing that to my kids <laughs> on their birthday every year. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> Tradition. Well, you know. We're not going to get into it fully, but one day we'll we'll prep it. But I do, you know, there's those books or those online things like eat this, not that. Sure. You know, I, I was sitting around with my son who's 17 who really enjoys music. And we were sitting around listening to Spotify or something and a song came on. And I, I think it was uh, Benny and the Jets by Elton John. And I was like. I fucking hate this song. I'm tired of the song. I, he said, I don't mind it that much. I said, you've only heard it 37 times. Yeah, I've yeah. heard it 15,000 yeah. times. If you yeah. were alive in the summer of 1975. And it, and it just keeps going. And it's long. And it, it just meanders. And it's like, even at the end, it's like, Benny, Benny. And the jazz, jazz. Like, it won't end. Right. It's not good. It's 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 a song. There's certain songs that never kick into a gear. That's true. It never kicks into anything. It's just boom, boom, and it doesn't end. And, and it's jive live. They have like, <sighs> but it's yes. fake. Yes, and I said it. to him, I said, "Listen to Daniel by Elton John. That's a beautiful song." And he's like, "I don't know that one." And I'm like, "Of course you don't know that one because they play Benny and the Jets and they never play Daniel." 
listen to this, not that. Like one, uh, I could, okay, I can do that with Hall and Oates. I can do it with almost every band. You know this song, but you're not hearing their best song yeah, yeah, or true. better songs. They just keep. It actually started with the band Sticks. <laughs> do they have a good song? Sticks. I'm we were... sailing away. <laughs> no, the, 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 that was that. That's where we started, and then and then it went into Babe, and then at some point he was like listening. He goes, "Yeah, it's kind of." I was like, "It's the poor man's yes." It's yeah. like the sort of American version of of yes. Look, I know it, I'm supposed was, to when be... you listen to Sticks, and then I said. If you're going to crap on Mr. Roboto, I, that's what I'll just I get up. up. I I'll just up, get up. I brought up Mr. Roboto, and he <laughs> was like, what's Mr. Roboto? I was like, we don't have oh. enough time. We don't have <laughs> enough time enough. <laughs> to get into Mr. Roboto here. But they do, they have... Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, they have oh, angry oh, yeah. young man or whatever that's uh, yeah. Miss America was a big hit. Oh, Miss America! Yeah, you they were the had apple of the public's eye. They had a you bunch cut of the ribbon at the local mall. They had a bunch of hits. Oh, and they I were think huge. They're from your area. I think Probably. they're from Massachusetts or but something. But they also were in that era with ELO and Journey. Uh, yes. Where the the real thing was the quasi sci-fi album cover art. This, well, there's oh, a great baroque. Crazy sci-fi yeah, album cover. There's we digress, but there's a great story I saw it on I don't know behind the music or something where it's like 1980 and 82 or whatever, and Sticks is on the band on on one of these big lineups like Cal Jam or something where Cal Jam <laughs> they had like Van Halen goes sure. on before I, you. I watched Cal Jam on Night Flight. Yes, Cal Jam would be like Van Halen goes on and then Deep Purple goes on after them. But like in between them was Sticks and they're in Texas, Texas, and they're playing this huge, you know, fairgrounds. And the lead guy from Sticks is like, we're rolling out Mr. Roboto. We're doing the whole and it's not just Mr. Roboto. It's a whole theatrical. So, yeah, it's, a, it's a complete. It's thing. Tommy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we're doing we're doing a Tommy. We're, we're, we're doing a Who-based rock opera yeah. called Mr. Roboto. And the rest of the guys in the band is like, there's a bunch of drunk guys drinking Coors out there and like cleaning shotguns. We're not going out there and doing Mr. Roboto. Like, we're doing it. Read the room. Read, the, Read room. the room. And they're like, we're just playing the hits. They just want the hits. That was like a crazy <laughs> sticks, stick story. They're going to kill it. Dennis DeYoung. They're going to oh, kill right. us. They're going to yes. kill us, Dennis. I don't know where it is. Dawson, put a pin in it. At some point, we'll it. find that story. But it was a but crazy, you, it was a crazy about, story. You were talking about Benny and the Jets. All right. So the other song, yes. two other songs from that summer, summer of 1975. Everyone went to see Jaws. Yes. The big hit, Betting the Jets, and do the hustle. Do the hustle and skyrockets in flight. Starland, Starland vocal band. Those are the big three. You could not escape those songs that summer. And and it was unclear. Because I was just about afternoon delight, wasn't sure if that meant fucking in a tent while they were camping, while the sun was up, or eating ice cream yeah, on a Wednesday. Ice cream truck. <laughs> I was like, which is it? Could it be fucking in the ice cream truck? <laughs> and they had a TV series. They had a, the song was so big. That song was so big, the band got a TV show. 
May have, you know, one day we'll do a category for best song endings. Like, like so the worst song yep. endings are when when they just run out. Like, like when uh, Rod Stewart does Passion. Even the president needs Passion, Passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bass player needs Passion. They're looking, they're looking, the sound engineer yeah. needs Passion. It's like, okay, you're out of song. You're just looking <laughs> around the room. That wall sconce we needs passion. passion. Stop looking around the room and just saying Passion. You're done. The song is over. You're codependent, Rod. Benny and the Jets is over. You know, Benny, Benny. But Afternoon Delight. We get into the end. Here it comes. Here it comes. This is how you end a song. I wonder if they do this one when they're in concert. That song's that, over. That's how you end it. It's yeah. over. It's over. Benny and the Jets, we're not sure. Could still be going. <laughs> I love when it's, I think it's a Broadway thing when they just say the last word. Uh, do you know who John Paragon was? No. He passed away. He was John B. the Genie in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, okay. Pee-wee's Playhouse. Uh-huh. And he wrote, he was a big groundling guy. And he wrote uh, all the Elvira shows. I mean, he's great. Really talented guy. Passed away. And he had a comedy special where he did like a Broadway show and the song was called Tits. Mm-hmm. And they just go, Tits. I'm crazy about tits, like a couple piece pits. You know, it's about that. And at the very end of the song, he just goes, da, 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 da. We might as well just call it quits. Tits. <laughs> I love that. That's an ending. I like an ending that has, that's delineated, that yeah, has purposeful. An, an ending. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, John Paragon, R.I.P. So there is. Um, Tony Orlando would knock three times, yeah. and that's, a, again, a call to action. And then there's Ty Yellow Ribbon. That's and really by the a way, booty call. It's just like a well, – well, knock three times on the ceiling could also be a guy in jail. Knock yeah. three times on the ceiling if you want me. Boss, in anticipation of tomorrow's Ace Awards, I have to shit on an earlier point of mm. yours. Uh, it's Ty Yellow Ribbon round the old oak tree, meaning the one yonder and not the one aged. Oh, is that true? The old oak tree. Oh, means stop- yonder? Well, wait a minute. What about well, my my wait. my brain is boiling right what now. What about my alma mater, Ole Miss? Ole Miss is not Old Miss. It's, it's, it's yonder. Mi- it's with yeah. Well, yeah. That's a good. That's a good question. But in this case, it's the old. You know that one. That old. Not an owl. It's uh, not. an all a w l, which is a woodworking tool. No, yes. it, it, yeah, it it it. Can't, uh, what I'm saying is, it can have two meanings. It's not, I didn't realize that, that it was old. homonyms Wednesday here. On the- <laughs> <laughs> well, know. wait a minute. It can have two meanings, or it means yonder. Well, it all can obviously mean old. Oh well, then why are you shitting on that, my point? <laughs> because in that it's song. not necessarily speaking of the old oak tree. It's the old one. It's mm. it's I'm 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 here in a yonder. I'm that's not, a yonder. I'm, that's that's a yonder. Wait, use old another old version of yonder. Like, Bring that old mean, dog in here. 
That's just uh, the, like bring the, the dog, old dog. But, but you mean you're saying the dog on the other side of the yard? Um, it's just uh, yonder. It's just it, it's uh, it's it, it's not a specific delineation of age. Hmm. But it could be. It could be. <laughs> yeah. But, but why could old, it be? Old Miss is not old Miss. No, it's old Miss. Right. It's yonder Miss. It, it's it's it's. But uh, so if you're standing in the middle of the campus of Ole Miss, you just have to call it Miss, right? Because it's not yonder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I feel high. Do you feel high, Dana? I yeah, something's. Uh, All right, I, we're gonna have to look this up. We're gonna have to verify this. I'm. Yes. I didn't know that Ole had another meaning. I didn't either. I didn't either. Wouldn't it be, I'm sorry, wouldn't it be yawn? Isn't that the abbreviation of yonder? Yeah. Tie a yellow ribbon around yawn, yawn old oak tree. (laughs) Yawn oak tree. Um, Yawn oak tree sounds like a Swedish carpenter. (laughs) (laughs) Who's doing your finish work? Dana, who did your cabinetry? Well, yawn oak tree came Oh, that guy's the best. Oh, precision. Tall bastard. Oh, no butt joints for him. It's all dovetails. You know, yeah. I, was at, I went to Sweden Waiting. and Norway earlier this year. Tri- that guy's good, <laughs> man. He's, hey, look, you pay. You pay, yeah. You got to pay for it, but you're, but you're paying for his quality. Yeah. You're paying for it, but you're only paying for it once because it's going to right, work. That's right, because, because right. Jan Oaktree, yeah. that guy, again, he does rabbit joints, he does dados, and he does dovetails. He won't do a butt joint. No. He's that good. Forget, look, don't even bring up Ikea. He'll we'll never stop throwing a, up. Yeah, fly into a rage. <laughs> yeah, you'll get a, you'll have an all thrown <laughs> yeah. at your head. And if you live near a cold body of water, he will dive into it naked. That's right. If it's comfortable, he yes. wants nothing to do with it. <laughs> That's right. right. So the internet and everyone in that room says I'm wrong. Um, oh no! But yeah, but still. Well, wait a minute. It's where did old. you get? It's, where did you I, get your just, info? Just from life experience. <laughs> Yep. Yep. You mean being on the campus, yep. Ole Miss, all yeah. those years, yeah. and singing yep. those Tony, spinning those Tony yep. Orlando discs all, all those that. years? Now Tony Orlando had all some other Tony Orlando. He had some other hits, you know. I would, uh, by the way, one I, second. I even know if, that Tony Orlando had like three oak trees in his yard. You did, so yeah, and he was talking about the old one. Meaning that one over there well, on the other side. Well, even if it meant the far away oak tree, that's right. still confusing to the person that's got to put the ribbon. Because mm-hmm. now there's a forest of oak trees and we don't know which one. He had a song called Candida. Candida. Isn't that? We can make it together. Yeah. Isn't that a disease? <laughs> no, isn't it? Isn't it Candida? Oh, yes. God, you got Candida. You're going to take massive hormonal injection. There, that is it's yeast. a fungal disease. It's, it's yeast. a fungal It's a yeast disease. infection. Yeah. So yeah. they looked at their baby and thought, what was the name of no, that wonderful yeast infection your aunt had? It's his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, named one after can- yeast. And then the other one. Yeah, but Candida's parents, when she was born, she was like, we need to name this girl. Yeah, oh, Candida. What was the name of that wonderful yeast infection? I don't infection think there's anyone had? named Candida. It was, it was old Candida. <laughs> old Candida. Worst Mexican food ever. Yeah. <laughs> you ever eat out old Candida? Oh, God. It's not around anymore. Everything, everything is yellow. Everything's yellow. It's got a moss on it. Yeah. Candida. Yeah. We can make it together. And, uh, and the, the B-side was my pleurisy, which is another woman. <laughs> oh, gingivitis. <laughs> Also, uh, 
bring your sister surprises. <laughs> but here's what's confusing about knock three times for me. Because I feel like it's a booty call. Could have just picked up the phone, yeah. but she's got to bang on the pipes right. and bang like like they're like planning a prison escape or something, mm-hmm. like tink, tink, tink. Yeah. But at some point when she goes upstairs and Tony starts plowing her, and then the elderly neighbor underneath is tired of the racket, so she takes the mop handle and she whacks it three times and on then, the thing, and then Tony thinks, uh-oh. we got a threesome going now. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he turns his stereo up, yeah. someone starts banging on the ceiling. They've got to summon up yawn old lady. <laughs> yawn old lady. <laughs> and All then right. has anybody seen my sweet Gypsy Rose, which was the name of a famous stripper? Oh, yes. Yes. Has anybody seen my sweet Gypsy Rose? And uh, there's one more. Hang on. I'm... I, and, uh, oh, you're using your phone. I'm cheating. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. cheating. No, that's fine. For sure. um, he don't love you like I love you. He, but don't that's a cover. Love you. And he never will. I like never will. I love you. That's a remake, right? Oh, if he, oh yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's a Jerry Butler song. Yeah, you know the original. Break my, okay. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't count. We're starting a little late today, so we're going to cut the breaks a little shorter. But I want to get into Hans Conrad. When we come back. See, this is how you draw in the young ears. You start with Tony Orlando. As a topic. You want to get into Hans Conrad as a topic. As a topic. And that's what gets. It's the young demo that hears and draws. You're talking to a guy with a Dr. Zayas talk show, man. Yeah, so. And by the way, that's why we asked you here. We want to see if we can draw some of those young listeners. Yeah, exactly. All right, quick break. Back with Dana Gould right after this. Oh. Oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts. Well, they have a holiday gift guide, and it's here. So if you're struggling with gift ideas, they have something for everyone with gifts starting at under 10 bucks. They've got deals for the mechanic on your list, and you can save on work lights, tools, and more, and help those who like to help themselves. Choose from great gift ideas to help someone make their car look its best inside and out, and Save on cleaning supplies like washing and drying claws, floor mats, steering wheel covers, seat covers. It's all there. The Holiday Gift Guide also has the emergency supplies you need for your loved ones to stay safe. Save now on tire inflators and super start 12-foot jumper cables. The professional parts people will help you pick out the perfect gift for that hard-to-buy-for person on your list this year. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts or shop O'ReillyAuto.com. As we venture into our 15th year of podcasting, here's another memorable moment from the Adam Carolla Show's Ace Awards archives. I'm trying to get to Chris Matthews. And there's another thing I don't understand. Angelina Jolie, very attractive woman, Tomb Raider. Now she has no boobs. Eugene Robinson, is this going to hurt her career or not? I don't understand. And Brad Pitt. What kind of name is Pitt? That's a, it's not a, when I was a kid, you have John Wayne, John Pitt. I don't understand it. Movie stars. <laughs> he'll say something that is, is a complete random chain of thought, and then he'll button it with what it's about. You go to the zoo, you see the chimpanzees. Clearly, they're, they're, clearly we are somehow related to chimpanzees. They have the eyes. There's a limpid effect in the eyes. The people get peanuts. Elephants eat peanuts, too. Elephants, the, the, the symbol of the Republican Party. Chimpanzees, not the symbol of the Democratic Party. Symbols. <laughs> 
Now, for some new memorable moments, let's get back to the Adam Carolla Show. God, so funny. Dana Gould in studio. I miss Chris Matthews. Me too. Although he's on every night, isn't he? No. Oh, he died? No, but he's not He's not on anything. He's not anymore. on anything? No. Oh, it's the other guy I'm thinking of um, who's kind of looks like him on CNN, who's been in here shit. Anyway. Anyway. All right. Hans Conrad. So... Hans Conrad's this voiceover actor, an actor, mm-hmm. who's done a thousand weird movies and the voice of everything and did Captain Hook and just did every cartoon. A lot of Dr. Seuss cartoons. Yeah, everything from your childhood. Yeah. Hans Conrad did the voice of. Now, and, yeah. he's, and if you see him, know. you go, and if you, he's one of those guys that you see his face and you go, oh, yeah, that guy. And you think he was born in Europe, but he, he wasn't. He's he's out. He's born in the East Coast somewhere, mm-hmm. Connecticut or somewhere out in that, that range. Vincent Maryland. Price also, people think he's English. Yeah, they, they, there were maybe the Beatles did it to us because there was a British invasion and. There was a kind of European thing, and then like Paul Revere and the Raiders and these other bands started taking on these kind of English aspects, yeah, 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 but yeah, they yeah, were here. Yeah. When there's also well, actors would speak in that weird mid-Atlantic accent that right. af- that affected sort of accent. Mm-hmm. And, right, right. Yeah. There was a rich person yeah, mid-Atlantic yeah, exactly, yeah. Accent. accent. Right, yeah. and if you watch uh, the Aviator. Howard Hughes's girlfriend, yeah. what's her name? Catherine Eppert. Catherine, that's how she speaks. Right, right. that's perfect. So um, Hans Conrad's this famous guy. We know him. He d- died pretty early. He died in like 82. Yep. I bought his house. Oh, I was wondering what, what road <laughs> led to Hans Conrad. Literally Lake Hollywood was the name of the street that led okay. led to his home. Now, this home was this giant beautiful 1927 sprawling hacienda mm-hmm. on top of the hill back when houses had names right and it was called vista del lago beautiful. view of the lake and it was beautiful but hans left it in 82 and then i showed up in like 2002 mm-hmm. and the 20 years had not been good kind. not been kind to it and the th- couple things that were interesting when I bought the house, which was a, a, a complete wreck. You know, something is going, you know, in the, in the interim period, there, things have gone on in the house that you don't want to know about when you go to look at it and you see like a sign in the driveway that says like space reserved for R. Jeremy. Like, Wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> when you go in the house and you see extension cords taped, <laughs> duct taped oh, no, to the, yeah. the ground, like when they put them right against the floorboard. Right, right against the baseboard at the corner, and there's just tape and an orange. That's never a good sign. Yeah. Right. So, this house, which was a showcase house in 1927, had beautiful frescoes, had hand carved faces. There's pictures of it. Yeah, you can you can find stuff. Beautiful, beautiful. Every and and had. Sconces. 1927 mm-hmm. was the height of sconces. <laughs> You'd go into the main room. There were eight sconces, right. four, sconces. four on each side. There was there was a total of probably about 80 sconces that were supposed to be in this house and chandeliers. Beautiful, beautiful chandeliers. All had been taken down. Oh no! And all sold. So basically, when you're the ne'er do well kids. There's places like Liz's Hardware. 
Sure. Liz's Hardware on, on West L.A. You'd walk in and you'd you'd go like, okay, there's a set of three sconces. You know, this is back in the day, yeah. and you'd go. $589. That's a lot for three sconces. And they'd go, no, that's one sconce. That's one sconce. And then you'd go up and you'd look at this beautiful Spanish, you know, chandelier that was five feet across. And you'd look and you'd go, ah, uh, $1,800. That's a lot for, no, no, $18,000. Like that, that's so. The people strip mine their own home. Oh, right. So Liz's hardware would come by and go, I'll give you 200 bucks a sconce, and there's six of them in the yeah. great room, but there's throughout the house, there's 80 of them. <laughs> and by the way, that huge chandelier, I'll give you, a, I'll give you two grand for it, right. but they'll sell it for 13 grand, right. you know? Right. But so when I walked into the house in the great room with the hand carved beams and the, everything, there's just a $10 Home Depot light bulb <laughs> hanging from where you knew was a great chandelier. Yeah. The entry, when you walked in, but the door was carved. The face, there was beams, there were faces carved out, and you just look up, just a single light bulb. Mm. Every sconce, wall sconce, was plastered over. So they just hang the one light bulb in the great living room. That's the light. And then just plaster over all the holes in the side of the wall. I had to fucking dig out every single one of them, strip every ounce of... So Hans Conried collected Asian sculptures or like Japanese art, right? But he lived in this Spanish... Yeah, yeah, that's a... Showcase. I mean, it was really... That I could not... You can pull up more pictures of house. I, I cannot it's describe a, a house with more detail to it. Now... When I pulled into the house, every beam, every wall, uh, every uh, fresco painted in the ceiling, the front door, everything had a coat of Sears white, easy living, flat latex paint on it. Everything was painted white because he had this architectural Spanish marvel, but he was trying to... Show he was trying to show off his Asian art, uh, so he just painted. Now oh, show me the living room. He just uh, painted yeah. everything white, and and this was go, him, not the people go there. Yeah, and I had to strip every ounce <laughs> of white paint on every single beam, and the beams were hand painted underneath. I didn't even have to repaint the beams; I had to redo the frescoes. It was insane. I had to buy. Every single lighting fixture, every chandelier, every wall sconce, like every single time I was doing anything in Pasadena or anything and I'd be shooting yeah. something, it'd be like a lunch break. I'd just run <laughs> to one of these little the sconce, architectural yeah. stores and I'd, I'd go into these antique shops and I'd be like, I need three. I need three because I got the room with the three right. sconces and they'd go, we only have two and then we have one that doesn't match. I'd go, I can't. Look at the front door. The front door was hand... I took the front door off the hinges, sent it out, and had it dipped in acid. It had so <laughs> many layers of fucking shit paint on it. The frescoes, the ceiling, if you look at the ceiling in this picture, this beautiful ceiling was painted over wow. with white paints. I had to scrape it. We scraped it all with a heat gun. I mean, 
the, there's faces on these beams that you can just barely see in the bottom. So Hans devalued this entire home. Like well, not was- only that, but then when I pulled in, it was like we got our friends living upstairs. That's what the extension cord oh, for. Yeah. It was the f- the first three houses I bought were from the loser kids of the people who died who were oh. flopping in the house, <laughs> right, right, right. and it was not kept at all. So. That was my Hans. Now, there, it was funny. They had a huge Asian sculpture sitting in the back terrace or whatever it was, up on the whatever. And uh, they, didn't, they didn't take it with them, you know. And uh, so at some point I contacted them and I said, look, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm redoing this terrace. Don't, don't you want your huge Asian sculpture? And they're like, yeah, it's worth a lot of money. And I said, well, come get it. And he said, yeah, it's real heavy. And I was like, yeah, I I get it. You're going to have to have a flatbed or something, but you got to come get it. And they're like, all right. Month went by. They didn't do it. I was trying to work around it and stuff. And then at some point I said, hey, come get it. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love a loser. And then then there's this. I I don't like this part of life. At some point I go, look, uh, it's Monday. On Friday – I'm going to take a sledgehammer to it. I'm going to bust it up into bite-sized pieces. I'm going to truck it out of here. You have from now until Friday to come get it. Yeah. And then they always do this thing. You're going to bust it up with a sledgehammer? Super val- And I'm like, then come get it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Then just come get it, loser kids. So, but here's the real Hans Conrad reason I, I, I brought up for you. He was featured in The Love Boat, February mm-hmm. 1979. I was watching playing a guy with a German accent who ran another cruise line, of course. The reason I'm going to show you this, almost 60-year-old Dana Gould, <laughs> yeah. the reason almost 60-year-old Adam Carolla is saying this to almost 60-year-old Dana Gould is I'm going to show you Hans Conrad in 1980, 1979, uh, and we're going to guess how old, how old he is. is. Oh, All yeah. right, here he is. This is the crazy part. I got went over this with Dr. Drew, this morning, who's 65. You said something that, I must say, has left me a bit disturbed. Oh, that, that you may not have your job much All right, you can pause longer. it there. You yeah. can pause it there. All right, sorry, or pause it on oh, Hans. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Um, Hans, Hans Conried is 61. Oh, my God. In this. Hans Conry died in 82 huh? at the age of 64. I, I'm looking at Dr. Drew's guns pouring out of his T-shirt <laughs> and his unreceding hairline. And I'm going, this is what 61 used to look like, 64-year-old yeah. Dr. Drew and soon-to-be 61 Dana Gould, God willing. This is, I mean, you're looking at an old man. Yeah. Do you want me to name some 61-year-old actors today? Oh, there you go, Chris. Tom Cruise. <laughs> I just would love a forget. I don't want a picture of Tom Cruise. I want Tom Cruise running. Yeah, yeah, hard, yeah. arms, Look back and it. forth. Well, all right. I get. I got two things. That guy's smoking a carton of cigarettes a day. And, and maybe not even taking them out of the carton. No. He may light the whole carton. Yeah. And that's a, it's that's sm- a He may smoke it like a harmonica. Exactly. <laughs> like yeah. he lights the carton and goes back yeah. yet. And that's bur- a lot of bourbon. Yeah, that's what Dr. Drew said. But you still got to. It's still tough to look. 
I and am, old, yeah. So, okay. Well, it's like we, in it's 1979, you could look old. Yes. You, we wanted old people to act their age and look old. They didn't have women with skinny jeans and hair extensions right. and kissing potion right. when, they were, <laughs> when, they were, when they were that age. But I just sat here and I just looked at Dr. Drew and I was like, this guy's four years younger than you <laughs> in this. Yeah, you're right. Tom Cruise is Tom that Cruise, age. Steve Carell. Steve Carell, Clooney's probably getting there, 60, you know. Uh, I mean, it's insane. Clooney's older than that. Clooney is 62. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, ladies, door number one or door number two? Wow, Hans that... Conrad is behind door number two. And George Clooney, well, wait, I've said too much. You're going to have to pick, ladies. Door number one, possibly George Clooney, possibly Hans Conrad. Well, yeah, and it's also uh, my friend made a, a great documentary that actually uh, called Immediate Family. And it's uh, oh, it's the the wrecking. Crew. It's the wrecking crew sequel, basically. It's a oh, set, there's it's, a wrecking crew sequel. Awesome! It came out uh, yesterday. Back, the backup, well, not the yeah. backup, but the, the session studio musicians, yeah, the session musicians, and A&M about, records. Uh, the four know. guys that did like every album in the '70s, like all the uh, singer songwriter era. Yeah, music. like yeah. if you're sitting around going. Jesus, I don't really mind this Sonny Bono song. They're the reason you don't yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and they, and they they play with the Keith. You know, they're in the Keith Richards, the expensive winos, and they're still going. You know, and they and you know, the guy's seventy two, and he's a rock star. You know, this guy Wadi Wattel, who's been on every record you've ever heard of, and yeah, he's seventy two. But it's I think also Wadi Wattel in, in his mind is still twenty six. This guy has been 60 since he was 20. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And always speaking with an accent and always doing this weird, yeah. weird character. Well, if, you look at, uh, if you look at Rod Serling and just say Google Rod Serling 1975, uh, he's 52 years old. And, and that's what four packs of cigarettes a day will do to you. Yeah, I, th- I think it's that, but I also think there's – you know, people still drink and they still smoke. There's something else. I don't know if it's diet, if it's exercise, and the zeitgeist. I don't know. Not, not enough sunscreen I think or something. It's a combo of that, but I don't think people smoke cigarettes the way they used to. Oh no, Even the no. Not, but also, they're they're leaning into it at that age. Whereas, like Tom Cruise, I don't think he. I think he's doing everything he can to look as young as he. Does. He's drinking Grecian formula at this point. Yeah. yeah, Tom Cruise, and he's somewhere. He's on a treadmill somewhere. Right now, or doing push-ups on a set somewhere. He's it's not. Funny that you call him Tom. I only refer to him as Maverick. Oh, oh wow! A... <laughs> so I mean to offend you. All right. Uh, Respect. Another thing I was thinking about was, uh, and Chris, I don't know. Did you find the toxic stress? Yeah. Uh, and, and Hans Curry had a very strange voice. He had a sort of a sloppy asses. Yeah, well, we can we can hear him speak a little on the love boat, but he's doing his German thing. But let's hear it. If she were a painting, she'd be hanging in the Louvre. Then what would you say, Captain Stubbe? If someone told you that you are being considered for the captain of the Lorelei, what would I say? Any captain with. Sell his soul to stand on that bridge. 
I represent the owners of the Loyola Captain, and you are being considered for that position. If and my feeling is that you are a man. Yeah. Captain Steubing is 26 in this room. I was just going to say. <laughs> Captain Steubing is way younger than me and Dana Gould in this. Yeah. And if I, it, Captain Steubing is not, uh, I don't think he's 40 in this, or maybe he's like 40. I don't know what he is, 48 or something. He's way younger than you and I. But if Hans Conried were smart, he'd wait till Captain Steubing fell asleep, and then he'd just wake him up and he'd go, Steubing, U-boats. U-boats off the port. U-boats spotted in the water. The other one is Wolfpack. And then Steubing would get up like a cold sweat and start running out in his pajamas. Sean Connery and Dr. No. And Sean Connery and Diamonds Are Forever. And that's less than 10 years difference. Sean Connery, Dr. No. Sean Connery, Diamonds Are Forever. Less than 10 years. Then, you mean apart? Yeah. 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 But the physical physical changes. Well, look, uh, people drank, you know, they had three martini lunches back then. And smoked a carton of cigarettes. Right, smoked a carton of cigarettes and had a three martini lunch. Yeah. All right. Um... There's that scene in Diamonds Are Forever when he goofs, when he comes out, he comes out without his shirt on, and he looks like my dad after a tray of lasagna. <laughs> Hello, darling. You're, uh, speaking of you, I was thinking of this. I was watching a um, oof a PSA because we do uh, first five cow. We do a lot of stuff here. There's a lot of money for these PSAs about stuff you need to do with your kids that you aren't doing, you know, like a lot of like, it should be called uh, no duh. Cow, yeah, yeah, you exactly, know what I mean? Yeah. Like take your kids outside and look at them. <laughs> <laughs> you don't fudge. It's not appropriate dinner. Yeah. You know, you need to give them fruits and vegetables. Like it's all this shit yeah. all, all the time. First five California since 98. Has worked to improve the lives of children and families throughout. But California. I don't think anyone ever sees this PSA and changes the diet of their kids or no. decides to go have a catch with them and a talk <laughs> a in the catch. yard, you know. But I looked at one and I thought, oh, Jesus Christ. But it made me think of, of you. We'll, we'll play the, the commercial to Doctor. <laughs> There's an issue affecting many children that I can't solve alone. It's called toxic stress. It builds up inside, increasing the risk for lasting health issues. Learn four things you can do to overcome toxic stress at first5california.com. <laughs> four oh, yeah. things. I might just round it up to five. But <laughs> yeah, four's a weird number. And they're also weirdly showing a handprint with five fingers on it, which also, suggests that five. Wo- that woman, whenever she goes into her trailer, it's it's... You nine times out of ten, it's a judge's robe hanging there in the right. wardrobe trailer. Right, right. <laughs> I got to play judge. Yeah, we got a procedural drama. Yeah, I'm things, the judge. Things that are never hanging in her wardrobe trailer. Yeah, uh, it can't. Frogman uh, suit. <laughs> <laughs> That's total judge. Yeah. Yeah. She's, no, she's, I mean, according to TV, ninety-three percent of judges are females of yeah. color. That's yeah. what. That's what I've learned. But. And they don't take no from from all reports. Not a lot of guff. They don't take any guff. No oh, yeah. guff. Limited guff. Limited guff. Yeah, there was a, they're strong. One of my favorite lines on The Simpsons that George Meyer wrote was Homer and Marjorie in court, and uh, and 
I was in the room when he came up with this. I laughed so hard. And it is in the episode where Homer goes, Your Honor, could I introduce a, a last-minute surprise witness? And the judge goes, Well, it's a little out of the ordinary, so no. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how to – I mean, the remedy for toxic – I mean, now the kids have toxic stress yeah. at age, at age I had, four and a I half. I certainly had that. It you t- had that. It turned you into a, a wonderful comedian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll have so You'll many have comedians. Life. You'll have a lovely life. I'm going to guess at what you're supposed to do with your kids. You're supposed to some diet, some exercise, go outside, hike, you know, uh, talk to them. There's probably right. probably things. I mean, it's is it listed on the website there, Chris? It's, it's not going to be, uh, you know, leeches in a blood purge yeah it's it's gonna be sit it's it's gonna be all the shit you should have been doing the whole time i have the four ways okay talk to your children about witchcraft (laughs) talk to them about hans conrad (laughs) so stop toxic stress before it starts oh we're gonna stop it before it starts these four Uh, key ways to build resilient kids number one well this is this is first cal First five cow. First five cow. Oh, what are you supposed to do? Like when oh, before first your five kids... in, in, between years one through five. That's what. It couldn't is. it? Couldn't? Couldn't it just be move out of California? Just be number one. Like you wouldn't have to see all the homeless people languishing in the streets or hear gunshots at night. Like just move to one of the Carolinas. Like it <laughs> yeah, should. Say, it should yeah, say. It's talk to your kids. Stress this that. And the bomb should be or move to one of the yeah. Carolinas and be normal. Removed from environment, yeah. Yes. Um, so number one, be calm. Be calm. All yeah, right. Calmness provides a peaceful Hang on, I'm marking my parents' failures. Oh, it's right. one. We're one for one. Well, you're 0 for 1, right? For one well, well no, in terms of if I'm counting failures. Yeah. Oh, you're okay. counting failures. Oh, yeah. sorry. And then yeah, I'll give you examples if needed. Okay. I think we're going to find out why Dana had toxic stress as a kid. Okay. okay. Um, number two, be steady. Do, do we need to funnel... $26 million a year into this organization. Like, you know this costs us a lot of money. Be steady. Be calm, number one. Be steady, number two. Consistency. I, be let steady. me say this, too. With, uh, sorry for taking the turn for the xenophobic, but I don't see a bunch of white people with uh, thesauruses uh, looking looking up at this website. This is, this. if I know L.A., this is Hispanic. And if they're looking, I don't know what be steady I don't even know if there's a Spanish word for steady. I also don't know how it's different from become. It's well, the same. Yeah, it is the same. It's just like the George Carlin bit about the commandments. There's really three. <laughs> right. The other ones are just weird repetitions of previous mm-hmm. ones. They should have kept it at three then. But um, So be steady is number two. Number three is be there. Oh, boy. They're, they're, they're vamping. But do we need a website dedicated? This is Benny and the Jets' outro. This yeah. is but, – okay, Dana. This is all, this is, for me, this is the click it or ticket syndrome, which is you have a freeway sign. There's information you could put on there, but you don't put any information that anyone needs. You just tell us to do what the car already told us to do when we got into it. Why not use something like this? Like, I'm sitting around watching TV. Granted, it's the Partridge family on WeTV, so it's probably not real expensive. They're slugging <laughs> and, in. And plus. They made a commercial. That What I mean is, like, somebody paid for this commercial. Somebody paid to light it. Somebody you paid, paid to film it. Commercial. I paid for it. Now you have a website. We go to your website. 
put something on it other than be steady. That doesn't mean anything to anyone. And you're right. It's be calm and steady are the exact same yeah. same thing. Right. And be there is a it's a is a is a given. Right. Yes, yeah. you have to be, be there. there. Yeah. All right. So we're like over three in terms of like actual usable information. Here with one more. All right. Only one. Number four. Be nurturing. All right, but be nurturing could just be at the top. Yeah. Because nurturing covers steady. It yeah. covers attendance. It's poorly done. It's poorly. You want to know why it's poorly done? Because they don't care. They don't, yeah. It's not like they're getting beat out by some yeah. other website that gets money funneled. Yeah. See, by the way, when you just get money funneled to you, this is what you do. You know, you know, you know, it would be a thing like a PSA for parents that would that would be like I go, OK, yeah, which is like. Listen to your kid, because a lot of it you forget sometimes. You're just always telling them what to do. I was like, listen to the. I can see that again. Yeah, that's not bad. Look, check what's on their phone. I, I know w- you don't want to know, but check on their. I you know what I would say. Ideas. I've would never say, been. Look. I've never been needed to be told to be some be there. Well, why don't you go? I mean, you're, you're picking up your kid later today. I am. I just want you to keep in your head. Be steady. I'm going to be. See. No. I my children know one thing: my love of danger mm-hmm. <laughs> supersedes all. Yeah, that's yeah. your mistress. Yeah, the they danger know my, is my mistress. Well, they know mine's the sea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about the ocean. I'm talking about the cunt who lives it's next not. door. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I took the hood off my. I took the trunk off my car, and they sit in the back well of the car without a lid. That's All how right. we get around. You know what? I'll tell you what should be on there. What should pile through them real quick one more time? Just just to see. I, okay. Now, if people want to know, well, Adam, why are you why are you insane all the time? I'm insane because when you just funnel pallets of money to organizations that don't need to have any bottom line, any results, no quarterly anything, right. they just do nothing right. with it. They just sit there. And I, I've screamed about this 25 years ago. More than 25 years ago, when I would do Loveline and they do PSAs about what your body's made for, why, airplane why, turbulence and whatever. It's like, it's why communism doesn't work. Right. Because no, I always say, what do you think? I mean, just everyone laughs. But seriously, what if there was something just called government taco? Just remove every taco stand <laughs> and let the government, let the federal government take over tacos. How gray Cold yeah. and shitty. First off, it'd be closed on Sundays. It's Four working. Hour taco line hours, the hours, opening hours would be noonish to 3 p.m. every day. They'd mm. always be out of the carnitas and, <laughs> and they'd be $126. That's how it would work. This is what, this is why it's 30 years of click it or ticket because nobody is getting paid on any kind of actions or results. Re- read that again. It's There's informational nothing clutter. Yes. All right. So there are four key ways to build resilient kids and stop toxic stress before it starts. Be calm. Be steady. Nothing. Be there. Nothing. Be nurturing. Yeah. I, I give it. Okay. We're done. Uh, you know what I would say? I just go, look. Um, your kids are going to be young and children 
for a limited amount of time. They're going to be, mm-hmm. you know, and, and by the way, we won't even count the first two years. They don't even remember. And then at some point, they're going to be 15 and a half or 16, and they're going to be hanging with their friends and running around yeah. outside and whatever, and then they leave the house. You got about a 12, 13-year window. You fuck up that window, they're going to be adults for 70 years. And they're going to resent you and hate your guts, and every Thanksgiving's going to be uncomfortable, depending on how this little window. You got a little window, and then you got a huge sliding door. And by the way, your kids could be successful. They could take care of you in your in your older years. They could lease you a luxury car. They could do home improvements in their house. Or you could be a neglectful piece of shit for the small window and have the dividends right. be therapy and resentment for the rest of your life. I think it's 60% of the time you spend in the company of your children is over by the time they're 12 or 13. Really? Yeah. yeah. So just, you got a small the, window. The rest of their lives is that 40%. Right. And then they, and they'll be thinking back on what you did do and didn't do and all the games you missed or on a happy side. Well, yeah. No, I uh, used to have a friend who was a therapist who said that a huge part of his business was uh, big executives in the West Side. Big showbiz executives, money at banking executives and stuff who completely missed their kids' childhoods. They were out right. working, providing, you know, yes. which is worth something. But now they're retired or they've been cashiered out and their kids are in college and the kids want nothing to do with them <laughs> yes. because they're a pile of resentment. And they're like, no, buddy, I'm, I'm ready to play catch. Ready to I'm connect. ready to go. I'm ready to connect. Like, Dude, I'm in Wisconsin. I'm drunk. I uh, Probably, yeah. I had this conversation with my daughter uh, last night in the hallway. Like, she was like, she's seventeen. She was like, oh, I did my whatever workout class, and then I did this with this college thing, and then I did that, and I was like, all right, you did everything but get a job. And she goes, <laughs> she goes, I'm gonna get a job, and I was like, you got to get that job, and and. And make it pay. And then don't forget about your old man. Don't forget about the sacrifice. And she goes, I'm going to buy you a house and I'm going to buy you a boat. And I, and I was like, all right. And she goes, and maybe an airplane. And I was going, go get it. Go out there and, and, and get, make hay while the sun shines. Like go crush it out there. But remember (laughs) the fiddler is going to need to be paid at some point. So I, I pray, but this is, I didn't look. I didn't go to Cal Five to see. Uh-huh. I was just interested in. My toxic. children are not buying me. <laughs> no, I just like that there's something called toxic stress for three and a half year olds now. But I'm never disappointed on what the <laughs> websites say to to fix it. That is that is less than a no, nothing burger. Yep. Be calm and be there and be nurturing. Is no. It's just no somewhere between no shit and no duh. Mm-hmm. One uh, thing you want your kids to have is a passion mm-hmm. that isn't mm-hmm. getting fucked Killing up. Killing prostitutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> one would really... argue the ultimate passion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not here to judge it. No. There is but, too like, much passion. My oldest is so passionate about her career pursuit. She's still in college. She's, that's the good news. The ba- She loves it. The bad news is... <laughs> It's 
paleontology. Oh, my God. <laughs> she went to – she spent the uh, summer and uh, uh, the fall semester in Bora Bora doing research Whoa. on, like, these vertebrate fish or something. Like, she's – and she's going to – she's still in college. But I'm like, yeah, you're going to – you're going to get out there and rake in that paleontology movie. Oh, man. In, just in endorsements alone, what she's going to bring You home. know, you see, like, when you're, in a, when you're in a museum and the guy's in the white coat with a clipboard, he's got the big pet penzoil on yeah. the back. Oh, you know, yeah. Planters. No. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like being a NASCAR driver. I just like the idea of a girl who has to go tell her dad, a stand-up comedian, that, oh, I want to be a paleontologist. <laughs> <laughs> he's upset. I'm not upset. You could have done a lot upset. worse. But, I'm yeah, fully you're no, but you're not getting the house. I'm not, yeah, she's not buying anybody <laughs> house. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back and do the news with Dana right after this. Let me tell you about Angie homeowners. You know, it's a lot of work to own a home, whether it's uh, everyday maintenance, repairs, or dream projects. It can be hard to even know where to start. All you need is Angie. Your home for everything home. Find a skilled local pro who will deliver quality and experience. Over 20 years of home service experience. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie handles the rest. Look, you're busy. You don't have time to do all this stuff. Let Angie handle it. Take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit online. Visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. A-N-G-I dot com. That's Angie. Let them do all the heavy lifting. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy our season's greetings category with nine holiday channels, including holiday movie favorites by Lifetime, Festive Fireplace, Holiday Lights, and Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. Merry Christmas from the Adam Carolla Show. Can you guess which holiday classic Ozzy is reading from? I'm cute. I'm cute. If you said Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I'm cute. I'm cute. You're correct. Merry Christmas from the Adam Carolla Show. All right, Dana Gould in studio news. Queued up. Yeah. By the way, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, a fever dream. Yes. <laughs> like, I, there's nothing good about that story. <laughs> no. And, you know, the the lead coach reindeers, yeah. a douche. I mean, that guy. <laughs> complete Nazi. He's a complete Nazi. The dad's a prick. Yep. Santa's a prick. Santa's the biggest prick in the story. I don't think the dad... Spent time, nurtured. He wasn't there. He didn't do anything according yeah. to uh, Cal 5. But I like how Santa, before we get into the, Santa's apology to Rudolph is, look, Rudolph, I know I made your life a living hell. To make it up to you, <laughs> how would you like to do me 
A life-threatening favor. Yes. You drag my fat ass yeah. all over. It's a terrible town. storm, and I need someone out front. Right. Who, by the way, a red nose does not... Here's what I'm saying. If you see helicopters at night in L.A., they'll have a red beacon on them so other helicopters and aircraft can see them, but it doesn't light the way. No. Like, no one ever says... There's a perp. He's in South Central. He's down the street. Somebody light the red beacon. All that does is show other people where you are. Somebody turn on the pen light. You just put a target on your ass, Santa, but you're not lighting the way. That's all. Maybe we're breaking it apart, too. It, okay. It's called First Five. They gave you four examples on First Five and yeah, showed a hand terrible. wide open. And there were useless examples, so why not just add one and pad it? You know, this is, put uh, number three: drink tap water. That's you know what I mean? Like it just spat. Yeah, yeah. Give give us five. Well, remain calm is the one that struck me because as I was, my dad was a bartender, and my dad would come home in the middle of the night drunk from work on a Tuesday, uh-huh. and just come into our room, turn on the lights, <laughs> and engage us. Really? Sure. Singing, uh, often singing, often not. What's going on in this room? What's, well, it's what's Tuesday the... at three in the morning and I'm nine. <laughs> oh, tie a yeah. yellow ribbon. He would sing Christmas carols during the holiday season and he would slip in his complaints about our family into the song. Oh, he'd weave it. Your mom, I make all the money, and your mother spends it all, and I hope you want to be homeless, because we're going to lose the house. (laughs) When I put down the dog, because he's old and sick, I don't want anybody crying, because I don't like people's feelings. Your Uh, your love for murder ballads makes more sense now. It's all of a piece. You've struck a nerve because (laughs) I may be more like your dad than you think. I I think there's a reason we're... We I get was, along so well. I was, this goes back a long way. <laughs> I was sitting having dinner with my son last night. Oh, God. And we were, he loves movies and he loves, you know, he loves old, you, you know, he, he loves Pink Floyd. You know, he's yeah. a 17 year old. He's an old soul. He's an old soul. And so we're sitting around, we're talking movies and I, I say to him, the first Silence of the Lamb. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. I went and saw a preview of Ferrari, Michael yep. Mann's movie. Okay, I'll get into it later. Not his, not his best work. But I I then said, Michael Mann, you know Michael Mann stuff? And he's like, no, 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 not really Michael Mann. I go, well, Manhunter's the first one yep. he did. You know, Heat. And he starts going, oh, yeah, okay, I got Michael Mann now. And I go, you know, you should really see Manhunter, the first Silence of the Lambs. One and he's like, eh, I don't know. The second one is pretty damn good, you know, or the third, second, third, or whatever. And so I say to him, I go, the the first Hannibal Lecter, Brian Cox. I think I think he was better. I like. I know it sounds like heresy, um, but I think he was better than Sir 
uh, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Unpopular. Opinion. Right. More. more <laughs> right. But, yeah. but but look, let's not argue with Brian Cox's chops. Oh, he's amazing. Sure. No, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and this is young Brian Cox. Sure. And he is fucking amazing as he's, the first Hannibal Lecter. I think he's more threatening than Anthony Hopkins. Yes. And he said, and I so I say to him, he goes, oh, I don't know. He's always arguing. You know, oh, how, he hasn't even seen the fucking movie. Sure. Right. And he's like, oh, I don't know. You're not going to do much better than Anthony Hopkins. I'm like, this guy was good. And I said, it was a more realistic. They put Anthony Hopkins in a cheese cave and had a bunch of maniacs running around. When you look at the first cheese one, cave. well, that's why they put bars in no, front of a cheese cave. Like they made it way too theatrical. They're yeah. moving around in a refrigerator dolly with a yeah. hockey mask on his face. Yeah. And it's like the first one, Brian Cox, Hannibal Lecter's in a facility. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of facility that you would put these yeah. people in. You wouldn't have some gothic ghoulish yeah, 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 cave yeah, yeah, yeah. dug. You know, you'd have they'd be in a maximum security facility. Right. You know, but and and the, they wouldn't use they wouldn't use a refrigerator dolly to move him around. They just put zip ties on his right. hands. You know, and so then he says to me, and this is where I'm getting your dad's stuff. <laughs> he's arguing. You know, he says, I like the first one. I go, you haven't even, I like the second one. He says, I ask, you haven't even seen Brian Cox. He goes, yeah, but how are you going to do? I go, look, he's in the cheese cave. He's got the refrigerator dolly. It's too much. He goes, well, that's just artistic license. You know, you're making a movie. You're allowed to, you're, you're allowed to exaggerate a little bit. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, like, if I was making a movie about you, I would say you were the star of the football team and you're an A student and you're heading to Yale and uh, that you made your first million before the age of 16. And it'd all be a lie. <laughs> but that would be fine because I have artistic license. Is that how you want to roll? But that is exactly what your dad did with you in the Christmas Oh, song. sure. Oh, sure. <laughs> All right, sorry, the news. Uh, so, Love um, to tell children the truth. <laughs> After yeah, sorry. ball being calm. Watch uh, Manhunter, people. Good movie. And Cox is great. So there's a new report going uh, coming out that there was a stowaway from a flight from Denmark to L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy, 46-year-old, uh, he had an Israeli and Russian ID card. But no ticket or passport. When he got off the plane and customs asked for his passport, he said, I left. I think I left on the plane. They checked the plane. It's not there. Mm. Um, and then they, they ask him more things. And then they find that he's not on the manifest. The crew noticed that he was switching seats throughout the, throughout the flight. Uh-huh. Um, and while, while he was on the flight, he, would, he asked for two meals during each meal service and also attempted to eat the chocolate that belonged to members of the cabin crew. That belonged to members of the crew? Yeah. And so he's, they he's, brought their own chocolate, or they were given chocolate to get some free drinks. It was like the that. old chocolate, the old ye olde <laughs> over yonder? Wait a minute, the, the chocolate, chocolate, chocolate that was yeah. given to the crew? <laughs> yeah, yeah, chocolate. Well, chocolate that was for the crew. Like the crew has their own snack stash. And he, right. went, and he went. He got into their. Stash. He got into their stash, mm-hmm. and um, he tried to talk to their passengers, and nobody was. Uh, was Is it possible to get onto an airplane in modern times right. to get through the airport and to get onto an airplane without a ticket? I, I don't know. Well, so they asked him how he did it. Like, why was he on this plane? And he says, "Look, I haven't slept for three days. I don't even know how I got on the plane. I don't know how I passed security." Mm, well, they can weird. find out. There's video. Yeah. Well, so he's been charged, and um, he's just waiting 
he's waiting the awaiting the uh, the trial and the charges. I but, think I like this guy. I'm I mean, not, this is a, I'm this is a sure. Netflix movie coming out. Yeah. Like, I mean, he could also be a terrorist. Like, yeah. who, who the hell? Who the he hell? He doesn't knows? sound like he's being a prick about it. No, <laughs> no, but just yeah. So. Is that him? Oh, he's not a terrorist. Yeah, no. you don't see a lot of ginger terrorists. <laughs> no. The, unless uh, he's a unless he is a disguised member of the Oompa Loompa Liberation <laughs> Army. That's right. It's <laughs> part of the Oompa Loompa Front. Yeah. <laughs> Dana, do you remember that? Remember that feeling you haven't had in a million years, but used to be a real big part of your life, which is looking for things you knew weren't there. Oh. Like when the teacher's like, "Where's your book reports? That sits in, it's this, in my backpack. This is okay. Go actually- get your backpack." Yeah, let me just get it. Let me just, <laughs> let me just go. Oh, it's probably in another compartment oh, in the back. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, there. but you knew when you were walking. That is a, that part was There's, a huge part of my childhood was looking for stuff. Hey, the, the uh, East Valley Trojans gave you, for the candy drive, they gave you a, a brick. They gave you a box of 12 candy bars in a mini envelope, right? And it was a dollar a candy bar, right? And then at some point you'd return it and they'd go, uh, well, you've returned one and a half candy bars, but there's only two dollars. Uh, let me look in that envelope. Let me look in that envelope. Let me go. Out- let me go to my dad's car. There's nothing there. I, always- I know there's nothing. He's looking. He's going, go to the plane and look for the passport. Yeah. And they're like, okay. okay. <laughs> but, but, there was, but he knows. Yeah, this I also is- love the vamping and the answer. You want to know where my passport is? I'll, I'll tell you right now if that's your question. If you yeah. want to know where my passport is. <laughs> yeah. Because that's if that's your question, I'll answer it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I call cop talk. Right. Okay. <laughs> We're going to need you to do for me right now. Okay. Just go ahead. License and registration, okay, right now for me. Go ahead and produce that for me, okay, right now. Just go ahead. Yeah. Just go ahead. Like anyway, now you don't need to, you don't need now and go ahead. Yeah. You could just say license and registration. Yeah. Okay, right now. By the way, this guy's name very Russian, named Sergey Ochigava, and mm. he was a. He said he was an economist in Russia, quote, a long time ago. So mm. I don't know. I mean. There's Weird. more to meet there, the eye. Here. I know, I know. But uh, speaking of that, there's this viral video that went around of this kid who who um, comes home and his mom is asking to see his report card and he's just searching through his backpack like, oh, oh really? You, yeah, you got to see Backpack, this. school search? I was that on a like, nose like, with Yeah, this? he's at home. <laughs> it, it, this this video has been viewed I do so love many it. times. Let's just watch him trying to search for this report card. I see your report card. It's did your teacher give you your report card? Yes. Then where is it? Ah, Were you planning on playing this? I saw I saw it like yesterday. And it's so funny that you brought it up because But is this gonna be your second story? No. Okay, but you were gonna talk about it today. Yeah, Okay. You don't know what. Where did you put it? This is exactly how I spent my entire scholastic career looking for stuff I knew didn't exist. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's, he's coming home for it's Christmas break. He doesn't want to ruin his break. Everybody is just sympathizing with this he's, guy. Like he's we've coming, all done it. he's we've coming all done home. It. He's done his time. So wait, now he's got to know what is and right? isn't mine. And then what happened? He's done. He's going deep into this. Backpack. But you put it in your book bag. No, it's not in there. No, you put it in your book bag, and now it's not there. No, mom. Because once I got her, I'll start walking with my friends in that room. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. We get it. We get I, it, I, and I also just... like the recollection of, well, 
I got the report card, and then I put the report card in my backpack, and then I came home, and and now it's not in my back. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know where it could be. Uh, it, maybe it <laughs> fell out on the seen, bus. Have you seen the little girl that's in timeout? You're in timeout. I do not want <laughs> – I am not – let me tell you, Linda – I'm not Linda. I'm the teacher, and it. you're in timeout. It's if you can find the little I love girl. Kid to, Seth, it's so yeah. f- she's so funny. It's, I would be happy to go home after school and live the rest of my life. I haven't seen that one. Oh, oh it's so funny. It's this little girl in timeout. I guess later after school, the look for <laughs> stuff. <laughs> the look for stuff applied to cops wanting proof of insurance when I was driving a pickup truck, yes. and I didn't. Oh. Yeah, let me check the glove box. It's uh, all state, all farm. That's in here. Jeez, I, let me, me check under the visor. <laughs> I didn't have insurance. Yeah, I right. never had insurance. Oh, oh, so this is an old one, but it's still the same thing. Uh, uh, I, think, I think what you're doing is, is you're thinking, I'm going to buy myself 51 seconds by looking yeah, in, this, in this glove box for something I never put in this glove box that doesn't exist because I didn't purchase it. Yeah. But in that 51 seconds, there's a very off chance that a gangbanger may go by in a dirt bike <laughs> firing <him>. a gun. <laughs> yeah. Or you get clipped by a truck or something. <laughs> Some good Samaritan truck driver will take out this officer. Like, you why not? Try. How could it hurt? You got to try. <laughs> You yeah, have to okay. listen to this little girl. She's so funny. I'm coming here. Look. Now, look. Well, you. you in time out. Look. My bracelet came off. I'll put it back on. She's. You in time out. She's thinking. It's no excuse. Let's see. You supposed to be back in time out. I didn't say get out. You and Jayla in time out. Well, let me tell you this, Linda. My name ain't Linda. <laughs> so you sit right there and time out, little bad little girl. No, let me tell you something. No, don't if tell I, me. If I was in here, I would surely take a day off from you, you and then a day off from these kids. I'm in the classroom. I'm just done with you. I'm done with you too, but you in time out. Oh, let me tell you something, honey. You're gonna be in time out. It's the cutest thing oh, ever. Yeah. That's why you in time out. Right now. All right. Yeah. You can pause she, it. I'll tell you the beauty of the internet. We're gonna be able to. Let's leave this last part. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Let's play this last part. Go. When I get up out of town and go to bed, I will be glad to go home and enjoy the rest of my life. <laughs> and I completely quit school because all of you. Yeah. <laughs> I right, go yeah. home I'm, and live the rest of my It's life. the cutest thing ever. <laughs> but I'd like to see some footage of her at age 41 because <laughs> I think we just did gonna, that, yeah. <laughs> I think there's going to be quite a contrast it. there's going to be a contrast cute now it'll right. get sad at some point <laughs> all right what else we got so McDonald's they're they're expanding they're opening a new chain mm-hmm. it's going to be called Cosmix 
C O S M C. It's going to focus on coffee and other drinks to challenge like Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts. Uh-huh. So they're going to have like those customizable drinks. They're going to have the Egg McMuffin, but they're going to have a churro frappe. Oh. I, uh, oh. We, I, okay. First off, <laughs> could we get any fatter? And it and it's it's diabolical because what we've done to get fatter is we've taken coffee and tea and sports drinks that traditionally weren't that fattening or not fattening at all. And so we took coffee and we made it more calorically impactful <laughs> yeah. than a Coke, right? But the people who order it go, I just got the coffee. Yeah. I mean, it starts with the word coffee. So we're now stirring our coffee with a churro and wondering why we're getting fatter. You're <laughs> using a sense. churro straw yeah. <laughs> and you're wondering why we're getting fatter. It's because all the, you know, you go, I have, I know fat guys. I know fat guy and he's always drinking a big tall boy of Arizona iced tea. And he's like, no, it's the passion fruit, Arizona pre-sweetened with lemons. It's like, that's 250 calories. That's 26 ounces of sugar. You know, and they're like, I'm drinking iced tea. I'm not drinking a milkshake. Yeah. 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 Every, every protein drink, every green drink, every, everything is just fucking covered with sugar. Now the drink that my, I mean, my daughter is a, Athlete, so I don't think, and she's fourteen, so it doesn't go anywhere. But like the drink she gets at Starbucks, I'm like, that's just you're drinking a sheet cake. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. you're drinking a sheet Why cake. Why is it with glowing a- in the dark? Okay, <laughs> if there's a huge dollop of ice cream, or yeah. or, or, or I should say, um, whipped cream on top. If they're putting yeah. a big dome of whipped cream on top of your drink, it is a sweet drink. Yeah. Well, yes. you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Linda. Linda. Um, well, here, how about this? Instead of getting the trail frappe, maybe a s'mores cold brew would interest you. I, oh, or, I or if you don't want coffee, they have a sour cherry energy burst, a, a popping pear slush. I did, ah. But So the, the CEO of McDonald's, the concept of Cosmix is, quote, what we would must happen? make everyone as fat as yeah. possible. It's what would happen if a McDonald's character from the 1980s was part alien, part surfer, and part robot. He's, what? Look, <laughs> it's another Simpsons thing when he had that cool dog Poochie. from the Poochie from oh, the 80s. Poochie, I, yeah. I, this is him going, he's at a board meeting going, yeah. oh, you know, look, uh, Five-eighths of uh, kids under 15 have adolescent diabetes. But that leaves another three-eighths, gentlemen, that we have not addressed. Right. I also feel like this guy owns a lot of stock in an insulin manufacturer. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Are you guys with me that at a certain point, and I don't know what it is, I think it has something to do with IQ. It's like you hear me scream about the donuts when they get the donuts and they got the pink or orange frosting all over the top of it and the gay flag jimmies sprinkled on top and i'm like just get an old-fashioned buttermilk or whatever like that i go look how shiny this one is i'm eating it i'm not fucking it i'm eating it and i feel the same way they go we got the s'mores brownie churro slush no 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 we have chocolate we have a chocolate shake you can have a vanilla shake we have flavors it's good i feel the same way about pizza just 
We have 28 topics. Just choose from those. I, I don't want you inventing your own pizza topic. Yeah. At certain point with this stuff, when they do the swirly confetti uh, cake, churro, surprise, it's like all this tastes like is sweet at this point. It doesn't taste like anything but sugar. Right. One thing I realized, because I, I don't eat candy bars, but if I did, now you have to scan them for bacon. Really? If you go to Trader Joe's, it'll be like a chocolate bar. And then I looked at <laughs> what is in this? Ah! Oh, yeah. Bacon. Yeah. It was like bacon, bacon with chocolate. Now. I'm, yeah. I'm going to say something controversial, Dana Gould. Somebody was asking me about, like, you want bacon, you know, breakfast. It, it, growing up with my health food hippie fucking mom in North Hollywood, California, yeah. bacon was Haley's Comet. It was a Pegasus. It's like I heard uh-huh. of it, but it didn't exist inside of my house. <laughs> and one piece of bacon, I would have traded my Huffy bike uh-huh. for one strip of cold bacon. Now they're putting bacon into the Brussels sprouts. Yeah. It's getting on top of the potato. Everything you go has bacon bits on top of it. And somebody said to me, You're like, I'm making breakfast. You want bacon? I said, I'm burnt out on bacon. I've had too much bacon. I never thought those words would pass my lips. Too much bacon. It's too ubiquitous. It's an apology it's for cra- shit. It's the cranberry of meat. Yes, it's now. Yes, when cranberry made its way into oatmeal cookies, we should have stopped right and, there and or said any no more. Liquid, or any, any juice. liquid. Yes, we're done. Cranberry too has much. got to get in on grape, orange. It's it's cranberry's got to get in on it. Yes. I want cranberries, agent. Yes. Oh, I want passion fruits agent. Yeah, true. <laughs> I got, I got, I'm right. about the same agent. So um, we talked yesterday about Danny Bonducci retiring from radio. Yeah. And uh, Mike Lynch heard it, and he sent me this wonderful photo ah. of Dana on stage with Danny. And I guess this is a show oh. that you refused to go to the next day, I'm terrified that he's just <laughs> trapped. Yeah, well, Danny. Yeah, this was the night I caught the orange flu, and I had to stay home. Because... Do you remember this, Dana? I do. What do you like remember? Senior what do you remember frogs and Corona. Well, I mean, I, the story I told about my father was true. So, like, I. <laughs> I know how to wrestle that particular type of animal Mm -hmm. uh, so that it thinks that I'm its ally. (laughs) The douche man. But it doesn't provide an enjoyable experience. (laughs) Yeah, I I was a live show. It was the last show of the year. It was right at this time, what we're doing now, and I stayed home. I never called anybody, and I didn't say I'm going to be absent. I didn't say I was going to be sick. I just stayed home and didn't answer the phone and i i <laughs> should have i should have told dana gould that uh sorry <laughs> brother nice. but they signed danny was to that, another year and Irvine? i'm not coming in no dude that was like a uh, city of industry uh, that was like camachos oh. yeah i was like <laughs> oh man mexican bar it's either industry or commerce i'm not sure which. Yeah. <laughs> one of the garden spots <laughs> Yeah, go to amcrawl.com if you want to see this picture, but it is it it's is wonderful. a perfect, perfect snapshot of what Dana was thinking. All right, let me give you some plugs. Hang in with Dr. Z, and you can watch that on YouTube, hangingwithdrz.com as well, the podcast of Dana Gould Hour. Also, live shows, Batavia. Batavia, Illinois, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then that's it for 2023. Batavia could have been the name of that young girl from the video. It's true. 
Batavia Candida Pleurisy. I have an idea for the black community. Instead of doing like, this means queen of all she surveys, you know, they give these names. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, then why should you listen? Why don't we do a little twist? Like we go like, I'm going to name you Behavia. <laughs> and I'm going to listen. To, I'm going to call you, my son, to listens to rules. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, older, my other bro- brother, uh, she doesn't doesn't fight with cops. Doesn't and now, yeah. wow. now yeah. we're moving toward the light, people. All right, Dana, always a pleasure Great to see you, Louise happy, Linton. Uh, happy holidays. Hap, always, a, always great to have you in. Louise Linton is actress, screenwriter, director. Coming in right after this. You're about to hear a preview of The Jordan Harbinger Show about a guy born into the world of organized crime who spent much of his life as an enforcer for the Italian mafia. I went and seen Joey D. We went to the basement, all weapons. His family were gun runners. He goes, we pick out something. I take to my cousin's car and I drive to 3rd Avenue and I park right in front of the place. There's a parking space. I got the gun in my waistband. When I walked through and I turned around, I seen him. He had his back to me. For whatever the reason, before she even said it, I had the gun in my hand. This guy gets up. What did I tell you, you dirty motherfucker? Your mother's going to have a close coffee. I'm going to blow your fucking head up. He opens his jacket, and I seen the gun in his waistband. He puts his hand on it. I just picked up my hand like this and emptied the whole clip into him. Joe Colo, give him a drink. He gives me a seven and seven. He goes, look at this kid. He goes, he just killed somebody. He's sitting there chowing as a cucumber. For more with former mafia enforcer Anthony Raimondi, including the many creative ways mobsters have gotten rid of bodies over the years, check out episode 425 on The Jordan Harbinger Show. So this is August, the stoned pelican, hit the buffet before him, or he'll leave you with none, oh yes it's Mike August, the world's cheapest man, stole the toy. From the hotel can His name is Michael Gast He's the world's cheapest fuck He'd sell his own grandma For a couple of bucks His name is Michael Such a penny pension People think he's a Jew Merry Christmas, Mike August To the song is about He'd be pissed if he heard it But he's too, too Oh, Mike's here to hear this. So, uh, Ace Awards coming up tomorrow, by the way. Louise Linton, actress, screenwriter, director in studio. Good to see you. Great to see you. Thank you so much for having me. You have a very interesting story. The movie Chick Flick. It's available on VOD right now. You star in it. You wrote it and directed it. And produced it. And produced it. How many days was the shoot? Gosh, I don't know, because we shot it over a a decade. (laughs) 
Really? <laughs> yes, it's a wild story. I was offered the role back in 2013. I shot the movie in Milwaukee with Sam Page. And then uh, I had started my own production company and um, had succeeded in putting out a movie called Intruder that was a thriller. And the producers of this film came around and said, you know what, if this really isn't coming together the way that we'd imagined in post, do you want to take a crack at it? And I said, yeah, absolutely. So we ended up filming half of the film in 2013 and the other half of the film in 2019. And here we are. And you can't, I mean, I just saw the trailer. I haven't seen the film, but can't tell that there's a six-year span. (laughs) Actually, even when I watch the trailer, I'm like, 2013, 2019, 2013, (laughs) 2019, 2013, 2019. I guess a woman would know. Also, we would never expect, because, you know, independent films have 18-day shoots, typically. Sometimes 20, sometimes 15. Like, it's really limited, but it's rarely six or seven years. So <laughs> this was a decade. <laughs> your story is an interesting one. Where do you hail from? Edinburgh, Scotland. And how do you make your way to the United States? Um, I used to dance in front of the TV to Footloose and Flashdance, and I just... It, Everything about Los Angeles and cinema and film was like a magnet to me, and I just desperately wanted to come here. My father owned hotels in Edinburgh, and the Pepperdine Theatre Group used to stay at one of them every summer and perform in the Edinburgh Festival Fringe. So from a very young age, I was meeting these pearly-toothed, tanned, happy... Pepperdine College? Pepperdine College kids. And Mm -hmm. so at eight years old, I turned to my father and I said, Daddy, I'm going to go to Pepperdine University, and I'm going to be an actress. And here I am. That was the American canon in, in Scotland, Footloose, like that was huge out there? Huge. Yeah. I mean, all all of the uh, John Hughes movies, I mean, everything for us uh, growing up was the the pure joy of 80s cinema and um, flash dance and, um, I mean, just, I, I mean, everything, every, everything. It was just such an incredible magnet to me, even as a kid. John Hughes stuff. I just watched Uncle Buck the other day, which that's probably one of my favorites. I never from the 80s. saw before. But people, first off, it, it really—I mean, it's a cliche, but it was a simpler time. Like movies were nice; they looked good. People were nice. I mean, even Uncle Buck was nice, even though he was Uncle Buck. But it, the John Hughes stuff—it just—it's it, like I, all I want is to go back to that sort of era. Christmas. We're not going to have an argument over politics. We're not going to talk about global warming. You're not going to pass a homeless encampment. Like, just John, John Hughes, Hughes it. Just John Hughes it. I did an interview this morning, and someone was commenting on how my last film, Me Madness, and this film, Chick Flick, both end with like a really warm pink ribbon denouement where everything feels uplifting and there's a moral to the story. And I said, yeah, it's. It's John Hughes, man. I wanted to bring back the movies of my childhood. And I want audiences to laugh their asses off. But at the very end, I want them to go, oh, I feel good about humanity. Weird. Yeah. Don't sleep on John Hughes. Watch all of his films. They're all they're all great. You're at home alone. They're very funny. And he died early. I mean, much, much too soon. Mm-hmm. He's been gone. He wasn't old. He was in his 50s when he when he died and he's been gone for like 25 years and that's a guy probably had a lot of good like oh i don't want to get morbid but i would have traded 
Cher for John Hughes in, in, 2000, <laughs> in, in 2001 or 1997 or when he died. Because all Cher's going to do is a shitty disco version of whatever, I got you, babe, or whatever, right, right. and then complain about Trump and then tour around. And I, I don't give a shit about died Cher. Died in 09. 09? Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, he went 09? Mm-hmm. What was that? I Age thought it was 59. even longer ago. 59. But he, yeah, deeply missed. I mean, yeah, we missed those movies. I mean, I mean these guys, it's, sometimes with directors and writers at 59, they're just getting started. I mean, yeah. Scorsese and all these guys. I mean, he could have had another 30 years of Clint Eastwood cranking out good stuff. And now they're Cher. Now we get stuck with Cher. Yeah. And you're 59, and you're just getting started. I'm just it's getting Cher. started. <laughs> I'm going to a Cher concert tonight and celebrate. <laughs> yeah. So uh, then you go to, I'm reading here, Zambia. Uh, after You go to boarding school, and then you spend time in northern Zambia. That's your gap year. That hmm? That's your gap year. Well, what are you doing in Zambia? Allegedly. <laughs> what are you doing in Zambia? I was doing voluntary work there. What do they need over there in Zambia? Gosh, I don't know. That was 20 years ago, so I, I, I really can't speak to it. Oh, is there controversy to that? Was there oh, an issue with that? Well, let's just say I won't be writing books in the near future. Was there an issue? Um, I don't think that people should be writing books about experiences they had decades before or writing books about cultures that they're not from. I think that um, that was a, a good lesson in turning my focus back to movies, mm-hmm. which is what we should do now. So, oh, <laughs> sorry. All right. Well, I'm, I, you know, it says boarding school in Zambia, so I thought that might be interesting. All uh, right. In the in the movie. In the movie. In the movie. So uh, you explore online dating yeah. a lot, and I, I mean, you've been married. You've been married. You actually have a high profile husband. Um, but um, so, how did you do your research for the online dating world? Well, so it's funny. My producing partner, who's sitting out on the other side of the door, wrote a movie about being possessed and yet has never been possessed. And I wrote a movie about being a serial killer, but I'm not a serial killer. And the same with this movie. I wrote a movie about online dating and I've actually never done it. I I, um, avoided that by the skin of my teeth because I've been with my husband for a decade. So it was um, it was more just sort of talking to friends who had had experiences and had horrific nightmares being catfished or, you know, really liking someone and then never hearing from them again and getting ghosted. Um, I thought this was a really fun and really relatable area to explore. I mean, apparently, according to what I read online, there was over 50 million Americans on online dating platforms last year in 2022 alone. So if that doesn't make this relatable, I mean, have you ever done online dating? I've done it, yeah. And? It was all right. I mean, uh, did you have any horror stories? Well, I'm married now, and I um, no, no, it was it went well for me, I think. But I, um, but I mean, my the, my wife now, I met her analog. I mean, Ooh. just through friends and stuff. So, yeah. So I mean, it, yeah, that actually worked out better for me. Yeah, yeah. Old school. I met my husband that way too. Analog. Yeah. Um, her husband, by the way, Steve Mnuchin, the uh, right. former Secretary, Secretary of the Treasury. Treasury, for the audience. So they, know, is, is, they you, is it he was with the Trump administration? Is that tough? Uh, people are so well. First off, this town is the worst. You know what I mean? And lawyers that were 
going to represent Donald Trump were getting blackballed and blacklisted and removed from their positions at their law firms and stuff like the McCarthyism shit was off the charts. We went crazy. Anything Trump and anyone who associated with Trump or spoke to Trump, certainly in his cabinet, was they were trying to destroy everybody. And I don't I mean, I can still hear like Dumbo Aunt Esther, Maxine Waters with that clips like you find somebody like you, you get in their face and you tell them we don't we don't want you in this restaurant. I was like, shut up, bitch. Number one. But but number two, he's a president. Let's hope he does his what I don't know who we're comparing him to, Joe Biden. But was it tough for you? Was were you guys getting doxxed or trolled or whatever? Or how is it now? <laughs> Uh, it's fine now. Um, I have really pivoted back to the world of uh, movies and cinema, which is for me much more fun than being in the swamp. Um, yeah. Were those tough years? Was it? That's classified. You feel like there was a target on your back. I mean, did you get hassled? Did you get shunned from your social circles? Is what I'm asking. Not really. I think that those those people that know you in your social circles sort of can identify you as an individual and not necessarily your politics. And I certainly am not Republican or Democrat. I'm, you know, I'm Switzerland. I just stay the hell out of all of it. Yeah, but I mean, but you, but people who may not know you that work in this industry, like like yesterday we had Neil McDonough on, and he says that because he's so, he's such a devout Catholic and he's so forward with his faith that that has actually affected his career, his roles or anything like that. So just, I the, mean, he said he's conservative too, which conservative. is kind of death knell. Right, right. So just like if people Hollywood. just know mm-hmm. you're associated with like Trump's cabinet, even just via marriage. Tangentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does, did you notice, Did you, you didn't feel like that affected any any of like the roles or how your career went? I think that if you are in politics, even tangentially married to someone, right? And it doesn't matter if it's politics in the UK or if it's in the US or if it's France or if it's India, okay? Anywhere across the world, you're going to be the subject of focus. And I didn't anticipate that going into that world of DC, I certainly wasn't prepped, sure, <laughs> as evidenced by all of my uh, uh, silly mis- missteps. But um, I came out of it so much wiser and um, very uh, excited to fall back into Hollywood's uh, Hollywood's warm embrace. <laughs> there is. I have a warm embrace. Well, people used to say, I bet Hollywood it was a really good um, preparation for DC. I said, no, I, no, that was preschool. Mm. <laughs> wow, that much fighting. Not fighting. I'm just saying that what, whether, you know, any administration across the world, and today's administration, everyone in the, that administration is getting as much attention as did the Trump administration, I think. I mean, sure, the Trump administration was maybe a little bit more controversial, but, um, you know, if you marry someone who is in the cabinet or in politics, there's going to be, you know, a spotlight on you. Of course. Is the plan to go and stay independent with the films? I mean, I think there's a more and more people just striking out on their own and doing it for themselves. Neil McDonough, before mentioned, was in here just talking about you have to get your own financing, you do your own thing, and you work independently outside of the Hollywood system. But there's, I mean, there's podcasting, not that you're doing podcasting, but what I'm saying is, is people are stepping way outside of the normal lanes and avenues that have, you know, 
terrestrial radio and there were TV and then there was cable and now there's everyone's just opening their their own network, their own studio. Is that is that the path for you or is the path to sort of toggle back and forth to Hollywood or what do you think? I'm open to I'm open to all of it. I mean, the, the, the funny thing about filmmaking is that you never really know exactly how a film is going to get made or how it's going to get put together. And so this is a good example. This film took 10 years from from its genesis to its completion and release. And, you know, you've heard of so many movies over the years that have taken decades to put together or or, or have been shelved for a long time. And so I'm I'm just moving with the stream. You know, you can't really keep up with all the tectonic shifts in Hollywood, whether it's the technological advancements that have changed um, the geography of a lot of my projects that I maybe optioned uh, the IP a long time ago versus um, film. A lot of the studios now are opting not to distribute in movie theatres because there's more money in streaming. So, I mean... It's just an ever-evolving world, and you just have to keep up. Yeah. How has there never been a movie, or maybe there has been, there's never been a movie made called Chick Flick? <laughs> that seems insane. I feel the same way about when I hear about controversial character, Alex Jones. I'm like, there's How's not another famous Alex Jones? Jones? <laughs> it's, the most, it's the most common name in the right. United States. you got Alex, Alex, and then you take the most popular last name. Why am I not going to go, they're going to let Alex Jones back on Twitter. I should be going, Alex Jones, the baseball player? Or is this Alex Jones, the other guy? <laughs> right. Or is that Alex Jones, the talk show We, we only know one Alex Jones in in mainstream media, it's, it's, in the spotlight. Like, yeah, it's it weird. No I mean, you Such just, a common name. You, we all should have went to high school with nine guys named Alex Jones. And all should have watched ten movies by now called Chick Flick. A guy yes. named Alex Jones is one of my best friends. Really? Yeah, he there, he there he is. There he is. Alex Jones. I'm pretty sure I've dated a few of those. Oh, point shitter. <laughs> Your best friend is named Alex Jones. One of them, yeah. No, I've never even heard you bring this. Yeah, it's uh, Karen Jones' son. Oh, well, what else would you <laughs> yeah, say? Of course. Well, we did chick flick. flick. There should have been, first off, we've been throwing around the term chick flick for 30 years. Yeah. Which is why it made a great title. Why didn't somebody copyright that or make a... It, there's got to be another movie called Chick Flick. Uh, there may be out there, but we were going through different titles and uh, we wanted something catchy. And I said, well, wait a second, this is a total Chick Flick. Why don't we just call it what it is yep. so that people know what to expect? I know, Adam. You did that with The Man Show or The Car Show. Like you're, yeah. you, it Just keep it simple. And if let's, you, let if people you have know a show called The Man Show, the you should expect there to be hot babes bouncing on trampolines. Ah, I mean, if you're sh- watching a movie named Chick Flick, you should expect it to be a Chick Flick. Yeah. There, okay, I made a movie <laughs> called The Hammer, and there was turned out there were other movies before and after. Yeah. And a boxing movie, too. Is it a boxing movie? Like a wrestling movie, oh. I think. Chick Flick from 1998. Could have been a, a porno, too. We don't need to know about that one. <laughs> Two filmmakers get into trouble south of the border while trying to raise money for their movie. Not interested. Not interested. Not interested. I want Not one that about online flick. dating and, and a husband and a woman finding out her husband was cheating on her at the altar. With her uh, sister. No with less. her sister. Adam, what 
we're t- let's talk chick flicks because I don't think I've ever heard like I love a chick flick. I love romantic comedy. What's your favorite comedy. chick flick? Can you, think? you know, I just watched Love Actually again. Uh, oh. You know, for the Christmas. You don't like that? I don't know. I like all that stuff. It's awesome. I do. I love a chick flick. But what, what's your favorite? Well, the what is the definition between a romantic comedy and a chick flick? What is the separation? What's the difference? Because I like romantic comedies. I think romantic comedies are chick flicks. I think they're just, it, they cater towards women. Like, the more women enjoy them. Yeah. All right. You ready? I'm going full. I'm not even going by here. I'm going gay yes. bottom. You ready? Do it. Um, serendipity. Yes. <laughs> With John Cusack. And uh, Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. Jeremy Piven. The height of their powers. All of them at the height Lost of their powers. Glove. Snowy, New York, something written, scrawled in the book, chick flick, serendipity. The girl has a quirky friend. Totally watchable. The difference could be also that a chick flick, I think of like Bridesmaids or one of these movies. And my movies tend to be a bit vulgar and raunchy. Good. But as Bridesmaids, I don't think of Bridesmaids as a chick flick. Don't you? Well, it can't be a chick flick. If you have an all-female fighting battalion <laughs> from <laughs> Vietnam, it's not a chick flick just because it's all chicks. That's true. So mm. Bridesmaids is raunchy and vulgar and over the top. It's not a chick flick. How would you... Uh, I think... What would you say about G.I. Jane? Is that a chick flick? No. 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 Too the, much violence and action. It can't just be inhabited with women. Like, okay. whatever that female warrior, Zulu tribe, you know, black chick, uh, mm-hmm. Africa thing, that's not a chick flick. Right. That's chicks beheading people from other tribes. Yeah, it's it's kind of like, it needs to... Serendipity. Serendipity. That's Serendipity. A if it could flick. be played on the Hallmark Channel and nobody would ask questions, then that's probably a chick flick. <laughs> What do you think serendipity's coming in on Rotten Tomatoes? I don't, I don't think, think it's, it's coming in high. You don't think it's coming in high? Yeah, some of the Under best 50? movies, like even Pretty Woman doesn't get a, a high Rotten Tomatoes score. And I was just um, reading the it's Gary pretty... Marshall book and, and learning about... Gary Marshall, sorry? Yeah, I was, just yeah. Read, I was just reading his book that just came out, My Happy Days in Hollywood. And it's interesting just learning that all these people that I look up so, look up to so much have had their own um, disappointments with, you know, movie releases. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be in that industry, even if you're a household name, and not have a bunch of horrible experiences <laughs> and, dis- and disappointments. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, I was talking to Francis Ford Coppola. I interviewed him on this show a million years ago. That's a good get. And and I was like, so, you know, once you become Francis Ford Coppola, do you just get to make whatever you want? He goes, no, no, they wouldn't let me. I, I could make gangster films, but they're not going to let me. And I was like, wow. I mean, that system is a system. And it affects everybody except for like maybe the point two something percent of the most rarefied of of air everyone else has to work in it george lucas i also read his book recently he was saying how much he struggled in the beginning and um you know he was in film school and he felt as though hollywood was so impenetrable and so he wanted to go around it and make movies on his own and um i identify with that i mean my last film me madness i made on my own this film um was i mean our company uh, with my 
my the four women that are sitting out there waiting for me we put this movie together and um so you asked earlier about do you want to be your own studio we kind of are um and I don't want to be always our own studio because I want to use OPM not always my own money <laughs> yeah but I'm down uh, with OPP yeah but um <laughs> Byron laughed <laughs> <laughs> Serendipity, 59% with the critics, by the way. Terrible. I, it's better than that. 79 with the people. Good Christmas. <laughs> Made me believe in love. Good Christmas, chick yeah. flick. I would uh, I would watch it. Yeah, sorry. Down with o- OPM. OPM. OPM, yeah. Yes. So I have a question to ask you. Hmm. I read that you swim every morning and that you can't get out the pool without touching your drains. Mm. Can we... Can we address that? Yes. Let's talk about it. <laughs> um, I'm in the foothills of La Cunada, and it's cold now. It gets real hot, but it's it's in a, it kindly gets in the 30s during the winter months, and the pool's uh, freezing. Um, and and you should know that I have had some sort of cold virus thing or something for about two weeks, um, so. I lower myself into the pool, which I did this morning, and I just sit in a – the water's in the 40s, maybe the low – somewhere between 47 and 51 or something degrees. But it, it's it's cold now. And uh, since I had this bronchial thing or something, I just float in the cold water, and then I just dunk myself and, and pop like up. But I, I didn't do the drain touch oh. since I've had this thing – just because, I don't know, my head's congested and whatever. And do you feel like the whole world has collapsed because you've not been touching the drain? No, but I I do attach certain idiosyncratic superstition, superstitious behaviors mostly just to get me to do stuff, not because I think something's going to happen that's negative, just to kind of um, here's what you're going to do. Like, right. I, I, like let, let's say... Let's say if you ever plank, if you do planks, you do one minute on and 30 seconds off and then one minute on, but you don't do 37 seconds on and two minutes off mm-hmm. or a minute and 20 seconds and then five seconds Very off. Even. You kind of go here. I'm planking for one minute. Then I'm taking 30 seconds off. Then I'm planking for another Depends minute. That's how in shape you are. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've had moments in my life where I intend to plank for a minute, but it ends up being about yeah. 40, 40 the goals seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And I find myself, if I was ever planking, like shaking with 51 seconds. But you said a minute. <laughs> and I said touch the drain. And those are the rules. And you can kind of apply that to things where you go, like, you know, when I used to build houses, I'd be like, I want the garage framed before we knock off on Friday. And it'd be like, well, if we don't, we can finish it on Monday. And I'd go, no, no, it's got to be done Friday, Friday. We're knocking off. That garage is framed. That's where we're at. And if you throw those kind of challenges out all the time, it keeps you it keeps you in line. Mm-hmm. It, it forces it forces a, a, a more discipline lifestyle. I get that. I'm, you get I it? get that. Yeah, totally. I think that um, every time we set out to make a movie, we're like, we're going to make this movie. And you've got to give yourself deadlines. Otherwise, you're just never going to get, get it done. Oh, I mean, you do an independent movie, again, mostly not six years, but you got 18 days. Yeah. And you got to finish shooting all your interiors at this location or whatever, because you're picking up and leaving because you got to be somewhere else the next day. 
and this is it. We either get it. I shot a movie. We get. We were supposed to shoot in a restaurant. We got thrown out of the restaurant. I've got one better. We were in the middle of shooting Me Madness one weekend, and we were going to do <clears throat> a, a big sequence. And the uh, fire department showed up and said, you guys need to evacuate. The Woolsey fires are closing in, and they're going to be here within an hour to two hours. So... Don't pick up your cameras, don't pick up your lenses, don't pack up all of your stuff. Get your talent into the into the into the um cars, get them out of here. And I thought this can't possibly be happening because I don't think we got enough force majeure insurance for this to happen. And so we weren't back on set until four months later. And that was what? Yeah, you didn't. But you packed up your equipment. No, right? uh, that was a really good lesson for my producing partner and I in in force majeure insurance. We ended up leaving a dolly, a camera, lenses, and um, they were all there for at least six weeks before we were allowed to go back in and get the equipment. So, oh, but the fire didn't sweep them up. No, but the fire did sweep up basically the entire neighborhood. So it was pretty heartbreaking oh. going back. And but you get your equipment. Well, and we managed to finish the movie. Yeah, but I know some continuity errors in the movie because there's like a burned down building. In the, in the <laughs> yeah, there, had, did you see me your map? No, Star was coughing oh. the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let me give it a plug. Chick Flick available now on VOD, which is not OPP and it's not OPM. It's VOD. It is Chick Flick. And Louise, anywhere else you want me to send uh, people? Well, I think the obvious ones, Amazon Prime, Apple, um, YouTube. All the big players. All the big players. players. It's everywhere. Good. Support the independents. Uh, Great to see you, my dear. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, I'm going to be in Rancho Mirage this Saturday. So we added a second show. First show sold out at the uh, Agua Caliente. And then four shows in Phoenix at CB Live. That'll be uh, January 5th and 6th. And Solana Beach coming up January 7th. Belly up. Just go to mcurl.com for all the live shows shows dana gould hanging with dr z and the dana gould hour and you can check his live dates out dana gould.com and until next time this is adam for dana and louise and chris max about a saying mahalo you can leave us a voicemail at 888-634-1744 you can enjoy the ace awards tomorrow And you can get tickets to see the Ace Man live at AdamCarolla.com. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy Christmas classics like Scrooge with Bill Murray or Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Plus, dive into festive channels like holiday movie favorites by Lifetime or Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy our season's greetings category with nine holiday channels, including holiday movie favorites by Lifetime, Festive Fireplace, Holiday Lights, and Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never.